0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standing Room Only Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Ben Standig, and I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic. It is Sunday evening. Uh, the uh, Sunday night football is about to start. Of course, Washington will be in this space next week against the Giants. But we know already kind of where things stand with Washington as of week going into week 15 because both the Giants and Seahawks lost. Which pushes Washington back into uh, the playoff, one of the playoff seeds, and uh, also means that Washington and the Giants will be tied at seven five and one next week when they meet again. Uh, that's the basics. That's that's the baseline of where we're at. There's plenty more though to discuss, uh, including things like will Chase Young play this week? What's Taylor Heineke's leash? What happens if they were to lose to the Giants? Would that change anything? Um, even something like, you know, Brock Purdy lighting it up for the uh, for the 49ers. Does that change anybody's view of what Sam Howell could possibly deliver? And this offseason, the one we just had, what could we change if we wanted to? All that and more I just discussed with our friend from The Washington Post, Nikki Jabala. I'll play that interview for you in a moment. Of course, if you want to follow uh, me on Twitter, I'm at Ben Standick. Nikki is at Nikki job Vala J H uh, a B V a L a. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the athletic. I will have a mailbag up possibly by Monday. I'm not quite sure yet, uh, but uh, I'll have a mailbag coming out soon with a bunch of different questions, including this redo of the off season was a good question. And then a bunch more. So we'll get to all that in a bit, or we'll get to all that. Uh, well, the article will be on the website. We'll get to Nikki in a second, of course, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Um, itunes spotify or anywhere you do your podcasting and I, I i haven't said this i guess in a while i think i don't know uh ratings and reviews huge help i i i i, w- I, I don't want to always try to push that on you guys but i really it's huge it, it really does help a lot so if you haven't done it or even if you have <laughs> go 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 go, on, go to itunes drop a rating and a review hopefully you say something nice uh but uh it really does help a lot i promise you that and look uh We're in the holiday spirit uh, season. This is about a season of giving. So if you know somebody who's a commanders fan and maybe they don't know about this podcast, the gift to them, let them know, Hey, you should subscribe and listen to Ben ramble on about the Commanders. So appreciate all of that. Um, If you missed it the other day, Grant Paulson and I did a uh, relative deep dive into everything that came out of the oversight committee's report on the commanders, including some of the football stuff, like, the behind the scenes on Trent Williams and Carson Wentz and the other things that Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder had to say. So you can go check that out. Nikki and I discussed it a little bit, mostly in the context of Snyder's ownership going forward, but make sure you uh, check that out. And then of course, Jay Gruden and I broke down kind of where things are with the commanders at the bye week midweek. So make sure you uh, go find all of those stories. Um, uh, One thing I just will mention, and I put this in my article that went up on Friday And that is that, you know, we're all waiting now for the NFL to uh, release their report into various aspects of the commander's organization, namely the allegation from a former employee, Tiffany Johnston, that Dan Snyder directly harassed her, as well as potential for financial improprieties. These are things that we believe Mary Jo White is investigating. My understanding is, from what I was told by uh, a couple of sources including one inside the commander's organization that she has not yet interviewed Dan Snyder. That would seem odd. This investigation started in February. So you might be wondering, what is the deal here? This is not as big of a scope as the initial investigation. So what's taking so long? I don't, I, I don't have the answer to that. I would say that depending on where the investigation is on these topics, perhaps they still want to get more information. And then once it, once they're done or reach a certain point, then come to Dan Snyder with all the information. I don't know. It's possible. I'm just sort of making this up here. Maybe the NFL is to a degree, slow playing this waiting to see what happens with Congress, waiting to see about Dan Snyder, possibly selling the team and thus not either releasing it quickly to potentially mess things up with the potential sale or put anything else out there or, I don't know. That's just me purely speculating. In any event, I did report that she, Mary Jo has not yet interviewed Dan Snyder. uh, So we'll take that for, for, for what it is for now. And uh, I imagine that will happen at some point, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, All right. And just lastly, with regards to the team schedule this week, Tuesday, we'll, we'll talk to Ron Rivera over zoom the way we typically do on Monday and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we will be at practice per normal. What happens the following week when they go to San Francisco? That I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. But presumably, it'll be like a Wednesday, Thursday, no Friday situation, something along those lines. So that's where we're at. Um, Any event, Nikki and I go into a bunch of different topics. Always a fun conversation with her. Let's get to that right now here on the Standard Groom Only Podcast. All right, as promised, joining me here uh, to to uh, recap the bye week, or more more to the point, focus on what's to come is uh, the Washington Post's uh, lead writer for the Commanders, Nikki Jabvalla. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Um, bye week. Uh, other people, I might say, did you go away? Did you do anything fun or amusing? I assume you just worked really hard.
1: i don't do vacation yeah no No. well joey hi um yeah when the house committee decided to release their 79 page report and then the hundreds of pages of transcripts that eliminate any opportunity for vacation but it's for the better i think me working is for the better i don't handle vacation well it gives me anxiety
0: it, it 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 is hard i'm i've I've never had any job I've ever had and i've I, i've I've had jobs that were not as all consuming as this one can be, but it's always hard for me to separate the vacation deal. you have to, for me i got to get away for at least ten days for each for even to remotely sink in and obviously that's not uh easy to do, but you're right of all the weeks for the house committee to drop the report it's when they're on a bye week, so some of us were I was taking vacation days, and then that didn't so much happen. So, no. what 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 are you gonna do? Um, all right. So, seeing as how we don't have a game to recap, I came up with a bunch of random questions. Some of which came from the, a mailbag that I'll have going up on the athletic, and some of them I just made up. Um, and you have to come up with one as well, uh, randomly at at a point here later in the in the show. Are you ready?
1: Let's do this.
0: All right. <clears throat> uh, this one comes from. Uh, Fake Jeff Bezos. Does anything that comes out of the House report change your view of Dan Snyder selling the commanders?
1: Um, change it? No. Um, I think the reality is he can't afford to keep the team in full. Um, he has to sell at least part of it because he's sitting on tremendous debt that he has to repay by 2028. Um, so he, he he literally cannot afford it as is. Now, could he sell part of it? The better question is, would anybody want to work with him and spend a good chunk of money with no say in the operation of the team, even if there is a stipulation down the road of you could have control or you would have the first right to purchase um, controlling ownership in like five years even so, i don't I don't think that's a realistic possibility. So did it change my mind? No, because that reality is still the same. He can't afford the team as it is now,
0: and also, like I would say that you know the headline coming out of the story, Dan Snyder, you know, oversaw and was participated in bad behavior the, sort of the 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 base headline. We already knew that. like it's the, maybe for the people who are only somewhat paying attention. That's like a big deal, but I think that's already been baked into the cake. The only thing that maybe it changes is it gives any owner who was on the fence of potentially voting him out, if it came to that, maybe it gives them more cover to say, well, now look at this, right? And we're still waiting on the NFL's investigation to come out, but um, I- I'm with you in general. I don't think it makes any difference. The, the, the debt part of it is obviously, as you're saying, um, a huge component of this. I can't imagine, not only can I not imagine anybody really wanted to partner with him, but The other owners have to approve this person, and why would they want to do that if they're trying to have Dan Snyder out? So, yeah, to me, I just think it's sort of the same boat. And uh, now the question is, of course, where are we at with this? How long is it going to take? I'm still sort of using March as my baseline, but you know, I I that that's the part that's a bit more vague to me as to how quickly this thing uh, gets going.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. A lot of it was rehashed. The The committee has released parts of its reports throughout its, what, 14-month-long investigation. Um, most of the new stuff came from, you know, Bruce Allen's testimony. Um, and, and some of Dan's too, but, you know, a lot of it we already had heard. Um, a lot of it we already knew. But, you know, it, it, and then also it didn't paint the NFL in the greatest light either. Um, but, you know, this... A, a lot of it is you know you, you know it, it's kind of where, where do you take this now because it, it the committee changes over the republicans take control of the uh, of the house committee in a few weeks so you know what can really come of it we'll see there is some legislation that resulted from it that should you know help others in the future as you're dealing with certain workplace issues but you know as far as the commander's you know, the, the ultimate next step is, you know, whether Dan decides to sell or not.
0: Um, in the podcast I did after the committee report came out with, uh, Grant Paulson, we went through all the stuff that was in there and like sort of the new stuff, the, 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 Trent Williams part and the Carson Wentz part and some of the other stuff that's, I, I, I hesitate to say that any of this is fun, but obviously some of it was a little lighter than, than the rest of it. Was there any one part for you that you th- you found particularly interesting or if humorous is the right word? Um, in there um
1: i enjoyed the anecdote of bruce allen offering the pi a cup of coffee as he was sitting outside his house i thought that was pretty good <laughs> i'm just trying to picture that scene well i, I was picturing <laughs> my, my
0: my take was i'm imagining him like walking outside in a bathrobe and slippers <laughs> and just uh, hey how's it going
1: yeah. yeah oh that's interesting would you like a cup of coffee right What. Um, what? yeah, that, that was pretty good. And there was uh there was a back and forth during Dan Snyder's testimony where, um, I think he was asked about, you know, former employees reporting, you know, reporting something. And, you know, he obviously gave an answer that, um, his attorney in the back didn't like, and she chimed in and was like, I think he misspoke. <laughs> and I'm just trying to picture this, like my cousin Vinny scene, like, it's okay. Just shout it out loud once you know it. <laughs> Sorry, it was my whole There's a lot of going on there. Yeah, it was amusing okay. in my head though. All
0: right. It, I mean, that's the only we we did get to see the transcript. Seeing the video would be, uh, you know, sort of the uh, cherry on top of it all. But what are you going to do? At least, at least we did finally get the transcript. I mean, it's only been forever, but.
1: And, yep.
0: Um. All right. Well. Good. All right. So I wouldn't say we're putting all this to bed, obviously, but at least the house part. I would think is done. Now we're waiting on the NFL. And then of course the sale here. So let's focus now on the actual team um, itself. Uh, Taylor Heineke is going to start when they come back against the giants. I guess I should say, let me set this up. So right now we're talking at the four o'clock games are still going on. Seattle is currently losing by 10 points to three minutes to go. So it looks like Seattle's going to lose. The giants got smoked earlier by the Eagles, which means when this day ends, unless Seattle has a big comeback, Washington will be the essentially the sixth seed right now with, I guess, the Giants, the seventh, and then Seattle back out because they would be seven and six, and the other two would be seven, five, and one. Uh, obviously, still four games to go. They've got to beat the Giants in this next game to stay ahead of them and have that head-to-head tiebreaker. Uh, boy, what, what a good day for Washington. The Giants look terrible, and Seattle losing at home, if this happens to Carolina with Sam Darnold, would be a pretty big uh, stinker for them. So just in general, today has gone pretty well uh, for the uh, commanders.
1: Today has been a, a very good day for the commanders. And for a while there, I thought that I thought the Cowboys were going to lose. They were on the verge of it until that final drive by Prescott, where they went 98 yards to win it with, like, what, the last two or three
0: minutes? I actually think them Dallas winning is better for Washington. Mm-hmm. Because of the whole Week 18 thing, if Dallas has nothing yep. to play for, which they probably won't, yeah, especially as long well as the Eagles keep winning, then they may rest guys. And I know they lost to Cooper Rush a few weeks ago, but Micah Parsons was playing, Ceedee Lamb was playing. I would presume those guys wouldn't play if they're right. resting guys. So
1: that's true. That's a very good point.
0: Uh, somebody, uh, do me a favor, clip that where she just said that because I'd like. I'd like. Do you that. want
1: that in a meme that you can replay over and over? Maybe that should be your ringtone. Uh,
0: look, I would absolutely, uh, I would absolutely take that from <laughs> for for anybody saying that. Uh, okay, so that said, Washington still has to take care of business. Of course, they they get the Giants Sunday night at FedEx Field, uh, and then you know we got to go from there. Taylor Heineke is going to start. I don't think there's any, there's no debate at that. But I still think there's at least a little bit of a debate as to how long the leash is because I st- Ron Rivera, we see this over and over again. When mm-hmm. he, whenever he talks about Heineke, it's like yeah, but like he he right. he, he respects the hustle and the grind and and, and how he uh, you know can, can can do some good things on offense, but the upside just isn't there. We we don't have to repeat all this over and over again. Yeah, but the question is, let's just what Carson Wentz still isn't even activated yet, but on the assumption that that's just sort of them biding their time, what do you what what's your leash on the on, on Heineke starting? Is it there's only four games left in the regular season so he could just go the whole way no matter what at this point what what's your sense of the leash on heineke at this point
1: yeah i mean that's a good question i I feel like like you said the messages have been kind of mixed like you know he said when he made the change he he doesn't want the guy looking over the show over his shoulder but at the same time it's going to be a week-to-week thing this is long term but not really long term right um so it's it's not like heineke had his best game um you know last week by any stretch. Um, He did what he does so well, though, in you know, keeping a minute in the fourth quarter and then, you know, really pulling it together for, um, you know, a final drive there. Um, And that, and that's something that Carson wants to struggle with. I I think the other thing about uh, Heineke that, you know, is really. Incomparable with, with Wentz is his mobility. You know, he's able to um, evade pressure, escape the pocket and extend plays, extend drives with his feet. Um, And that's been a huge thing, but. You know, numbers wise, K- Carson numbers wise has been better. Um, I I think it's if it were my choice, you'd stick with Heineke. You know, and and live through his, you know, some of the issues he has with with throws sailing above the receivers and whatever, and and just you know, bank on what he can provide, which is that mobility, ha- rallying guys around him, always keeping guys in it, um, because that was missing at the start of the of the season. But, you know, in the eyes of the coaches, nothing would surprise me. It would not surprise me if we saw Carson Wentz in the second half of the Giants game of Heineke struggling in the first half. It would not surprise me if we saw Sam Howell at some point um, in these final four games. Nothing would. Um, I think the question will always come down to, you know, are are they – truly in you know if they beat the giants you know i think that would probably preclude them from making a bigger change if heineke has led them to that point um but if they lose i think anything's on the table
0: right i think that's the tipping point right if heineke wins and at that point there would only be three games left i don't know how you're sitting him i mean i know for some people were saying how could you sit him now anyway in yeah. what is it seven starts they're five one and one yeah i get that But when everybody's complaining about how come they don't score more points. I I mean, look, I'm not saying they were a juggernaut with wins, but this is the whole reason why they went to to find somebody else in the first place is they have to play this slow down, grind it out situation, or at least they think they do with Hmm. Heineke. And I think they do have to do that because of his lack of size, the red zone becomes even a a tighter uh, space than, than it is just in general for any team. They also don't have huge targets at, at receiver. So, all these things are factored in like that, but yeah, I'm with you. I I don't know how you're really gonna sit him unless they lose. Uh that would be the only yeah. caveat. It would, so it would
1: it would be a hard sell for the locker room, I think, too. Um, and you you think of the ways they they've won under Heineke, it's been mostly on the run game. Can they stay committed to the run game if they switch to Wentz? Would they stay committed?
0: Yeah, also like think about like you know. Uh, shareholders of Budweiser. I mean, if Heineke sits that, but push light sales are going to tank.
1: He would go way down.
0: Right. So I think He's you gotta got
1: to fact- of America.
0: Right. It's it, exactly what I was going to say. You got to think of America a little bit in yeah. here.
1: The uh, gaming for the people.
0: Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. You mentioned Sam Howe. I'm going to lean into that. Uh, here's a question from uh, it says, uh, fake Sam Howe. I'm making this up. If Brock Purdy. Is this good for the 49ers? The guy who was the last player picked in the draft. Why not give Sam Howe a look? Shouldn't shouldn't he better?
1: This is I love the overgeneralizations of the NFL. It's just so easy and it's so ridiculous, but I'm gonna totally play into it. Sure, why not? Just give the kid a chance. I mean, listen, I mean, here's what I always go back to with, with games like this and players like Brock Purdy is He's having a heck of a game right now, and he has looked great. And for his sake, I hope he continues to play like this. What, though? Like, what if he had a really bad game? Would he ever been given a second chance to have a game like this? And that's the problem with the NFL is is you're either great immediately or you're kind of cast aside. You know, what if Taylor Heineke hadn't had his best moment in that playoff game at you know against Tampa Bay? There'd be none of this. And my point is, is like, yes, you, you got it. He's had one good game. You got to take it into context. So you got to see more than just one. Um, and as it relates to Sam Howell, I I think you give him a chance and really see what you have in him. If they're losing and they're out of it, I don't think you can take the risk before then. And I think it's going to take more than a few games to really know what you have in Sam Howell. So what you see, if you do decide to play him, that too has to be taken into context. But, um, you know, if you're if you're really out of the race, and they're really entrenched in it now, so I can't envision a you know really good opportunity to do it, but, you know, if they lose against the Giants and, you know, get creamed by the 49ers, anything's fair play, but, the, you know, that, yeah, you know the, I'll see what you have in them.
0: Yeah, that's the interesting thing about this Giants game. Not only do they have to win it just because it's the next one on the schedule and the head-to-head factor, but the game after that is the 49ers who... Look, they Debo Samuel went off the field. We don't know how bad it is, but mm-hmm. he, he got carted off. Uh, the teams will now have tape on Brock Purdy that can at least go, look at something in the NFL, not what he did in college. So they'll have a better feel. But the Niners are really good. Their defense is Their
1: defense is outstanding. Right? Yeah. They
0: still have
1: Mr. McCaffrey and right,
0: and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Yeah. So they have players. So if you lose to the Giants and then the 49ers, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all the good vibes are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, who knows? Um, Yeah, but I, I'm obviously kidding about the Sam Howell thing. I, I, the only thing is, though, just in terms of the long haul, look, they're in the playoff chase. That's much better than what I'm about to say. But they basically will now have no feel for what Sam Howell is beyond some practice stuff. And a fifth round pick being part of your starting mix next year is probably not realistic anyway, but that's where they're at. Right. We don't, we, we have no idea who their starting quarterback will be next year. I mean, I'll ask, do you think anybody on this roster is QB one next year, uh, by plan, by choice? By plan,
1: that's a good caveat. Um, no, I mean, I think they still very much view Taylor Heineke as a backup. And I think that's not to be taken lightly. I think, as I said before, I think the number two quarterback is a number two, most important position on the field. Um, and especially with this team as we've seen you know injuries quickly turn that number two guy into the qb1 so um i don't think he's viewed as a starter i don't think sam Howell is viewed as a starter who is i don't know but i don't i can't imagine they keep once after the first six games especially on the contract he's on they have no guaranteed money so they could part with him without any dead money on their books um but you know they they're in a tricky place you know they, they've they've had some success here late in the season, which is great for the now. Not so great for the future when you look at their their draft slot. Um, you know, and and good free agent quarterbacks typically don't come on the market. Kirk, Kirk Cousins was the exception. Um, so, you know, what do you what do you do there? It's going to be tricky.
0: Yeah, I would say Heineke if their plan is to draft a quarterback in the first round or something then mm-hmm. you still need the bridge guy at a minimum and obviously heineke is that i would just say for heineke for anybody who's on the heineke hive who thinks we're just constantly crapping on him i would say that he has now put himself in that category of the andy dalton tyrod taylor teddy yeah. bridgewater like i don't want to start this guy but if i need to i can and that's you know again mm-hmm. miles of better than where anybody imagined yeah. even at the start of this year because I,
1: I, I think he should be a priority now to resign you know not as a starter but like you see my my dogs are literally fighting in the background um but he should absolutely be a priority you know he's not going to be the most expensive quarterback on the market clearly so you know him and cam curl 1a 1b resign quickly now go There,
0: there, there, there you go
1: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone
0: Would you like a real question or a fake question?
1: Which one's easier to answer?
0: I mean, you know, I I I, I don't well, know. I, I don't know. is the real one.
1: All
0: right, <clears throat> a real question. This is from James V. If you could redo the Commanders' 2022 off season, what would you do with this stipulation? Taylor Heineke has to be your starter. Now I'm answering this for a mailbag, so. I'll just give you the floor, but, uh, what do you do with that? Just make what you don't have to do the whole off season.
1: Wait, read that again. Read that again. Sorry. If
0: you, if you could redo the, the commander's off season, what would you do with the stipulation that Heineke has to be your starter? So you don't have to do the whole off season, but just pick one thing that you would redo. And, you know, obviously I, w- I would say, you know, don't try to completely Monday morning quarterback it, you know, pick somebody who, uh, you know, became a, a standout or whatever. Uh, for another team. But what's like one thing that you would redo? Mm,
1: just this offseason, not going back to before.
0: Correct. Just this offseason. I. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you ponder for a quick second. My my thought was, since you're getting rid of Wentz in this scenario, that's a $28.3 million cap hit. You've got some money now to to play with. I'm still letting Brandon Scherf go partly because I don't think Brandon Scherf would stay re- almost regardless, but I do think the offensive line was, uh, is obviously to me a huge problem of what's going on yes. here. Uh, I, I, the guy I was considering in the off season is Lake and Tomlinson. He ended up signing as the second highest paid guard, but less money than Scherf. Um, he was drafted by Martin Mayhew. He has been, he has played every game for the jets this year. He, uh, has only missed two snaps durability is it's not just play it's durability they've Mm -hmm. gone through so many different people so i don't know if that's the best scenario but like to me the offensive line i would put i would put that money i'm saving on the wentz into the line and that was a guy to me that would make some sense because i'm still assuming you're going to plan with cosme at one tackle obviously leno so guard is and you had chase ruye coming back so that's where i went and there's a bunch of other things i'll add but like that's where i went what uh all right, now that I gave you time to ponder.
1: No, I think that's a good point. Um, does Lake and Tomlinson have Carolina Panthers experience? So, no, he does not. So, you know, that was never going to happen. Um, but I do agree with you that, I mean, I, th- I think their moves on the offensive line were just, you know, they're they're doing okay now. Well, Trey Turner's hurt, but they're making it work now. Um and I think a lot of that is due to Heineke, um, his mobility, their reliance on the run game. I, I, they're holding up better now, but I think their moves on the line were just frankly egregious um, thinking you could replace Brandon Scherf and Eric Flowers with the way Eric Flowers played last year um, with Andrew Norrell and Trey Turner. I mean, it's just, no. Um, so I think they, they needed to uh, have found better options there for sure i i agree with the move and letting brandon sheriff go just money wise it just didn't make sense um eric flowers there may have been other issues there be it injury or maybe he just didn't want to play here um but they need to have found better options there
0: um i I will say you mentioned eric flowers you know if i always picture uh if you think of the afterlife i always picture as place to answer all your questions so the list has got to include like you know who killed jfk and how is pete davidson doing all this but then like what what happened to eric flowers why is he not even in the league yeah. that's i yeah. don't know if that's in my top five but it's getting higher
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i the fact that he's not in the league makes you think that he's he's dealing with some serious injury or he doesn't want to be right. um because he did play very well for this season. Yeah, there's
0: tons of injuries around the league on the right. line. It's not right. like this is the only team. Yeah,
1: and, and it's not like you know finding a, a really good left guard is easy in this league.
0: um By the way, Seattle just officially lost, so they are seven and six. So that means Washington me is six, Washington. six, Giants seven.
1: Yeah. Hold on, I have to tweet this out in case people didn't see all the other forty million tweets out there. Get ready for this; it's going to break the internet.
0: All right, you do, you do, you do that. Um, yeah, so I, I will have a, a more detailed look at what they, uh, how I would redo the offseason. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so so check that out. I answered a bunch of other questions that we'll get to in a second. Um, all right, here's the next one, and I'll start it off, uh, and then Nikki gets the last question, and that is basically, is Chase Young going to play this week? Or we've now reached the point where will he play this year? Because there's only four games left. If he didn't play, if he doesn't play this week, you got to then ask what's. I don't mean to say what's the point, but you've you know if if they're not comfortable, for he's not comfortable, they're not comfortable with him playing. Then you know at this stage, you might as well, I I think, get consider shelving him. But you know he could play this week. He's obviously been close, but not enough to play. They're off the bye week. They're not dealing with the Giants' lousy field. It should be this week. This should be a relative slam dunk that he plays. I am not convinced he plays. I, obviously, I don't. I, I, you know, this whole situation's been wacky. I, I mentioned in my the last podcast the national media should be embarrassed by how they've been handling this thing. Um, we won't talk to Ron Rivera until Tuesday, so maybe we'll have a sense then. But who knows? I'm saying he doesn't play this week, which is not great. Mm-hmm. What's what's your sense?
1: I think he does. Um. And if they decided the last minute he's not going to, I think that's um, that kind of tells you exactly what—not exactly what's going on, but it makes you realize what what it is here. And I think Ron, you know, without saying it explicitly, um, during his last interview, which was what Monday, right on the fifth, yeah, Um, you know, we we press him on a couple questions with with chase and he said, it's, it's, it's just him being comfortable. Um, so I don't, he's been medically cleared by the doctors. Um, I think one thing people maybe sometimes forget is, you know, he he's never had a, a major injury in his career. Um, so it's very possible he's dealing with the mental aspect of that and learning to trust his leg and, Coming to terms with the fact that, you know, he may not be spectacular in his first game back, um, even though he's going to be, be on a limited, you know, pitch count anyway, or so Rivera said, um, I think when Ron says things, he says them deliberately, there's always a message within it. So if you notice, he mentioned Saquon Barkley and how he was not great in his first year after coming back after the knee injury, but is really playing like himself again. And I think that was a message to Chase. Um, and from our standpoint, I read that as, you know, Chase is fearful that he will not be himself when he comes back. And we know Chase Young loves cameras. Um, we know Chase Young does not like negative press. So that's that's how I read that whole situation is, you know, he's he's physically okay, but he's got to get over that mental hurdle and and, you know, understand that it's okay if he's not you know defensive rookie of the year and his first 10 snaps back that's a hard thing for I think that's a hard thing for any athlete but especially once you're in the spotlight and having this game flexed to Sunday night football probably does not make it any easier but you know I I, I think he comes back this week we'll see though
0: just for some inside uh stuff so even though Chase Young has been hurt all this time he's been around all this time. We've been in the locker room and he's there and particularly in the last few weeks, since he's been activated, like it's not that he's not around, but like now we can talk to him without it. You can't really talk to him, certainly not on the record, but you can't talk to him really at all while he's on IR. Now we can. And there's been some fun banter, especially like on a Friday or whatever, when, when things are pretty chill and he is very much a fun, he's still a fun guy. His level Mm -hmm. of confidence still seems to be pretty high. But the one time he really did not want to talk was the one time we are actually were asking him to talk. The, the PR kind of had to talk him into talking a little bit. And mm-hmm. that to me was interesting because uh, it was, it, you know, obviously the questions were going to be basically, where are you at? When are you coming back? And you didn't really want to get into that officially on the record, which is to the point of if this is about his confidence, that to me was a sign of him not really being sure what the answer was, because mm-hmm. if it was just simply saying, look, I'm ready, they just got to tell me to go okay, well then, whatever, but that wasn't so. It does seem like, I mean, look, and Rivera is basically saying this without saying this, that it is just about Chase Young's confidence. Um, Hopefully he can play, even if it's the 10 to 12 snaps. But, you know, if he can't, then I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think they definitely want him to play, you know? If anything, he's got a $9 million cap hit. You want to get something out of it this year? Right? And he is he is one of their top players um, and ultimately you got to decide on his fifth year option at the end of the season. So there are a lot of things that, you know, yeah, you want him on the field. He's Chase Young. you want him on the field. Um, he didn't win any of those honors by coincidence or mistake. There's, he's a very good player. Um, but you know, there, I, I think an injury like this that really does take a long time to recover from because it was more extensive than just a simple ACL you know requires both physical and mental recovery and he's probably still working through that
0: all right uh you're on the clock uh you get to ask any question you want it can be about you know i think people listening would prefer it to be something pertaining to this team rather than who is my third grade teacher but you know <clears throat> the floor is relatively open um what, what 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 is what is on your mind regarding the washington
1: oh, Have you already booked your ticket to Phoenix?
0: Have not. Uh, haven't even checked prices. I got we got we got a little time to go on that one. So no, that that's not your question. What else you got? <laughs>
1: um how do they handle the linebacker position? Cole Holcomb is out. A lot of guys are out. It's been thin there. Um do they kind of use this model going forward, where they just add more DBs, kind of make Cam Curl the pseudo linebacker and keep it moving, or do they really try to find somebody in that position in the offseason? season?
0: Well, that's going to be the the question with Holcomb, right? He is a free agent after this year, so whether you want to, whatever happens to him, you'd have to replace him at a minimum if you let him go. And he's the guy that's been calling plays. I guess that is almost the most interesting part of what of right now is Jamin Davis has been, uh, you know, wearing the green dot. I love the fact that, like, that's, uh, we just say that, like, people, do, do, do people know that, what that means? I yeah. don't even, like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things people say yeah. to act cool, but, like, I don't think people know. Anyway, he's the guy that's uh, signaling the plays to the, everybody else. They took him off, you know, I mean, Holcomb was doing that last year, but it really looked like Jamin Davis wouldn't be able to do that at all if he is able to do that at a reasonable level for them the rest of the way, I think that can change how they look at that situation. And maybe they don't have to bring Cole Holcomb back if they choose not to. And then they can go and and find somebody else, whether in the draft or free agency at a minimum, though you got to add one. And I would probably argue you got to add multiple linebackers because other than Jamie Davis, who else do you have to bring back? that's it's on the linebacker court this year in terms of playing linebacker. I I would say arguably nobody.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I I don't think there is anyone right
0: so um i, I don't know i'm I, I think also like the way the league is is this year i don't know if it's a trend or just what's happening this year r- you know running the ball a lot more mm-hmm. i mean we've seen the last couple games the quarterbacks it's been more quarterbacks than anybody else but the quarterbacks have been burning them on, on the ground the last couple games and if you're going up against teams like the browns in 2 weeks with Nick Chubb the 49ers just with their running game in general uh, eventually you get to dallas if they were to play their people and you have zeke uh, zeke elliott and uh tony power like what's the run defense look like they obviously have been really good this year but this is where the linebacker can you really keep going five and six dbs all the time when the other yeah. teams are going to run the ball a lot so, right at a minimum i think they got to get more than just what they have
1: yeah so i would argue that nfl is cyclical and you know while the run game is hot now in my opinion i think it's partly due to the with a really great quarterbacks so you think about it Russell Wilson not the typical Russell Wilson Tom Brady has not had a good year Aaron Rodgers has not had a good year um it really boils down to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen um so the, I think a lot of teams are resorting to the run as a you know because they have to I also think the change in defensive styles with playing more too high to eliminate the big plays you know forces teams to run the ball more and I think that could also be a possibility, um, but. My point being is yes, they I agree with you that they need more help there, and they should make the run defense um, a pretty big priority because I, I think this team for the near future anyway, um, I think the defense is going to be is going to continue to be kind of the crux of the team. So
0: I would agree. By the way, uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but go read Nikki's story on how Ryan Kerrigan has helped the defensive line uh but it is an interesting dynamic to have this guy come in right off the street so to speak i mean not really but you know and, and come in and you have him on the as the edge coach jeff scanina as the interior coach and uh i always say you never quite can tell what how assistant coaches are really impacting anything because how do we know it does feel like in this case there does seem to be some anecdotal evidence because the lines played a lot better co- co- collectively and uh you know so so anyway go go read uh nikki's story on ryan Carrick. do that uh Sounds good. All right, thanks. See ya.